Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. All right, so I'm actually doing this after the Flyers won a hockey game. It's kind of weird. Not used to that, but uh, because they actually won, and there's actually things to talk about, I'm going to write off a few stats from the game before we uh, I start taking some questions. Um, watch Carter Hart. The, Carter Hart is the reason why they won tonight. Flyers had one shot in the first 22-46 of the game and did not trail and got the first two goals of the game late in the second. If there was anybody else in that this season, uh, the Flyers probably would have been down by three or four goals halfway through the, the second period. Saw a bunch of those games under Hackstall. Um, seen them less with Hart. But there's been the other few times it's happened, Hart has finally given up a goal late, or the Flyers just give up enough ridiculous chances that, that Hart can't bail them out. Uh, Nolan Patrick... Two, a pair of two-goal games this week, uh, his second and third two-goal games of his career. He had one last season. I mean, he that second goal he had tonight was the best play he's had all season. Probably one of the best plays the Flyers have had all season. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why there's a lot of frustration with Nolan Patrick because some nights you don't know he's there. But you know he can do that, which is why it's irritating. Um, but he, he'll find the consistency and he'll eventually get to that point. It's just, uh, I guess, a sophomore slump. But this week he looked good. Uh, JVR, six goals and two assists in the last five games. At the end of 32 games, he has 12 goals and 10 assists for 22 points. If he stays healthy the rest of the season, he'll play in 67 games. He'll have 25 goals and 20 assists at that pace. I mean, again, this week's been kind of ridiculous for point production for him. But still, there seemed to be some kind of concerns with him. A couple weeks back, coming back from the injury, and he didn't look too great, but he's starting to find his groove now, and he's uh, and he's killing it. Uh, yeah, let's see what you guys have to say now. Um, Andrew, hello. John, thank you. <laughs> uh, is it possible Hart wins the Calder? I don't know. That's a tough one. I- I'm going to say no, because the way everybody talks about Elias Pettersson, uh, but I'm, I don't know. It depends. I, I, we, Steve and I on Flat Purple this week talked about the possibility of Carter Hart playing well enough to get this team into the playoffs, which I think if that happens, I think he, he has a legit, no pun intended, Hart uh, case to be the, the MVP of the league. I mean, if he does that, then I, I think he gets Calder too. That is a way outlandish outcome that probably isn't going to happen. But if those things, if this happens, if this week keeps going on and on, like the the last two games have been Carter Hart. I know Katoria's had a hat trick and Nolan Patrick had a two goal game tonight, but they don't win these games without Carter Hart and net. And that's uh, it's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, tonight and I forget if Boston was a slow start or not, but tonight was a painfully slow start that the team has done all season. Uh, it's just Carter Hart bailed him out four or five times. They couldn't handle the Canadians' transition game. They had a lot of bounces either 
go too hard or just bounce wide. I, I don't know how the Canadians didn't have a multi-goal lead after the first period. I, it, it, it was Carter Hart that saved them today. And then Connecticut got the ball rolling, and uh, they just had the game from there. <laughs> Hart won't win the Calder simply because he was a flyer. That is true. And Artemi Panarin's still in the league, so they might give him the Calder again because he's uh, I think he's still under 60. Uh, but it's, you know, I don't, I don't really think the team has won this week. I mean, three straight wins, second straight or second three game winning streak of the year, but they got outplayed pretty badly in two of them. Like I said earlier, it was, they had one shot through the first 22, 46 of the game, one shot, not, and they somehow come out and score the game's first three goals. Uh, that doesn't happen with anybody else in that right now, especially with two of the flyers that available. It, that doesn't happen. Uh, so he was, he was a big reason why they, they won tonight. And I, I don't really know if it's the team really changing, but just Carter Hart. We're saying now what a, how a great goalie can cancel out a lot of your team's issues. Uh, so that's a nice thing going forward. Um, uh, this week is making How long before the trade? Oh, that's never going to start. There, nobody's going to be pushing that trade hard. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But missed two. Yeah, I mean the the Flyers missed chances, sure. Um, and, and I mean the Canadians did too, but it was still I don't know. The, it, those were like the only chances that the Flyers had in the, in the first period, and I, I know the Habs missed a couple chances too, but it's just the way it goes, I guess. Um, Carter is going to be the best goalie. Uh, maybe. I'm the best goalie in the league in three years. I mean, it could be. I don't know who I would put in front of him right now. I mean, if Price stays healthy, uh, Vasilevsky is still going to be up there. It, all that matters is that the Flyers now have a goalie who could be in those conversations soon. Again, he's a rookie. He's 20. He's very young. We don't know what, assault, we don't know what the offseason is going to do to him could have a rough start the next season, but right now we're seeing the potential that he that he can have and it's uh it, it changes the franchise. Um yeah Zach Thomas NAK was hurt today. Uh, I didn't see the play or know how long he is out, but it sounds like uh it's it's pretty bad news. So he's not gonna be getting a call up anytime soon unfortunately. Which is what I think everybody wanted once Weiss was put on waivers. I think somebody's talking about Max Domi. <laughs> um, pick number 14 in the draft. Here we come. Another two-way center on the way. Yeah, I mean, see, even after tonight's game, though, I'm fully in the lose for Hughes camp, but I, I'm not upset that they, they won tonight. I mean, if, if Hart's going to have these performances all year and we know going into next season, he is a goalie who can do provide these types of wins for you, I... I mean, I'll, I'll take the lumps this year, I guess. I I don't know. I, I, I want Jack Hughes, but I still want Hart to prove he can win games like this. And also, at the same time, I mean, they've won three straight, but they're not going to win every game like this. This was absurd that they won tonight, just with the way it started. 
pulls from Nolan Patrick again. And uh, these wins will come few and far between, I think. So I don't think it's really going to impact the draft stock that much. And some of the other bottom feeder teams are doing pretty well. I know the Blues have been on fire, so... Christopher McCarthy, Flyer sent Hart back this week to play in LV. Elliot comes off IR and doesn't return. I will never watch Flyers again. Center ice will be, yeah, that's not happening. They're not sending, I don't think they're sending Hart back. They might send him back down later this year when the Flyers are mathematically eliminated and the Phantoms are in the playoffs and they might want him to play in the AHL in the postseason, if that's possible. But I, he's, he's not getting sent back down anytime, anytime soon. Um, Hart and PTK we're no longer two years away from being two years away. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I hope so. I hope next year, next season, I, I think next season just going to be more enjoyable for me at least because there's not going to be any expectations. Uh, this year was, I think every everybody this year wanted to see a step forward. They wanted to see some kind of progress, whether it was win a playoff round. I don't know, push to win the division. Uh, just overall improvement from everybody. And then this year was just a gigantic step backwards, obviously. So I think next year it's going to be hard to have the same expectations that people had going into this year after they saw this. I think next year people are just going to be open to whatever happens. So if they push and make the playoffs, then I think people will be happy. With Hart proving he is an NHL goalie, does a force management force management to shelf Neuvier for the year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting to see, um, I'm not expecting to see Neuvier for the rest of the season. I think he's done. I, I honestly don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to see Elliot either, honestly. I, I, I think they might just roll with uh, Hart and McKenna or maybe even uh, Stolarz played again this week in the AHL. Maybe they call him up. I really don't know. I, 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 I'm Neuverth, I'm not expecting to ever play another game in a Flyers uniform. Maybe we'll see down the stretch. Maybe down the stretch, need to lose some games to get back into position uh, for Hughes. And maybe they throw him in there. Jerry Temple, Craig's doing a post-game reaction to a win. What year is it? Yeah, I know. This is this is the... It, it feels weird not coming on here and having to talk about firing Hacksaw and what the issues with the team are. So it's it's a good, it's a nice change of pace. Nice change of pace. <laughs> um, Brian uh, McCrone, I heard someone singing Carter Hart to the tune of Baby Shark, and now I cannot unhear it. Yeah, that's Steph Driver. You can blame her. Um, why did you skip my Gudis report? Kiprio said Toronto Anderson inquiring. There's a lot of comments going on here. Uh, Chris, so I'm not ignoring you. There's just like since I started the sentence, five new comments have popped up. So I'm trying to scroll through and pick people out. I mean that that makes sense. I the last time I did this was last week, and my my friend John pointed out that Goose would be a good trade piece because he's a right hand defenseman and he's probably been the second most consistent defenseman on the team this year. Be nice for the Flyers to get all that last year of the contract, possibly. Uh, I. I don't know what they would give up for Gudis. I don't think you're going to get anything too spectacular, but it, I wouldn't mind moving Gudis right now. I like Gudis. He has a lot of uh, 
attributes and a skill set that I think are productive for a defenseman at the NHL level, but I wouldn't mind seeing a mood for whatever you can get. I, I wouldn't mind having more cap space for next season, uh, considering some of the people you have to sign. Um, at the game tonight, I have no idea how hard it was in first star. Drew was hard to spot until the third. Also, hell yeah, they won. <laughs> Drew had Drew had a nice play with Raffle, I think, in the first period. But yeah, I, I he, I don't know if it was, I don't want to say Drew had a bad game. He just uh, that the whole team was getting hemmed in for the first period and a half, and they didn't really start pushing back until the later part of the second. So. I mean, uh, I, I, who was the first? I didn't even see who the first start was. Did they give it to Nolan? I can't believe it wasn't Carter Hart. I mean, kind of, they had to survive the uh, the surge at the end from the Canadians that you have to, that every team has to go through when you have a lead late in the game. So he he bailed them out early on to keep it a zero zero game and then helped them at the end. Gudis and Simmer for Willie? Yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> That would be hilarious, but I actually wanted the, I mean, the trade that Carcini uh, inaccurately reported, uh, Simmons for Pugliarvi and Talbot? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, I'll do that in a second. But, I mean, it was fake, obviously. But you bring in uh, Pugliarvi, who feels like another Edmonton Oiler forward that just needs a change of scenery, and uh, Cam Talbot, who, not the best numbers this year, but a couple years ago, had... um, the Oilers allowed the most amount of high danger chances against, and he had a league average save percentage. So again, not spectacular numbers, but the Oilers did nothing to help him. And it was just him and McDavid pretty much helping that team get to the second round of the postseason. Cali Rosen. No. I mean, I, that's fine. I mean, I'll take Rosen for good as hell. Good as for McDavid, the rights of Neil Yakupov and a, 2023 seventh round pick. Could probably get the the last two of those three options, but I don't think I, I have no idea what an actual um, an actual McDavid trade would look like. It'd probably be pretty nuts. Amax leadership is screwing us up for lose for Hughes. Yeah, I mean Amax screws up a lot of things. So Lappy and Amac are like dog poop on your shoe. No matter how much you try to get rid of it, it the smell remains. <laughs> it is kind of amazing how everybody else gets traded or waived or fired, but Amac, Laperriere, and Laterra are made of fucking Teflon, and they can't be moved at any cost. I don't know what... I thought Laterra, who went into the Boston game with all the cocaine stuff going on away from the rink, Goes and takes a dumb penalty that he did not need to take to put the team on a five-minute major penalty kill. I thought that would have been enough, but apparently not. Apparently that was the end of the line for Weiss. But I don't know. Well, if those three are here next season, I mean, I feel like there's no way McDonald isn't here next season unless somebody, for some reason, bites on it. Um. LePerrier, I, I feel like I feel like LePerrier will be gone because they'll probably bring in a new coaching staff, right? I mean, I unless I, I hope I don't have any issues with Scott Gordon. I feel like I could grow issues with Scott Gordon, but at the same time, I feel like recently it's 
the the only thing that's gotten better is the penalty kill. I think the five on five play is going to end. Uh, I mean, like it's been hard. I mean, who knows how these teams would have looked? How who knows how Hackstall's teams would have looked with Hart? I think the big thing with Hackstall and Hart was Hackstall would have rode Carter Hart to the ground. He would have given them every single back to back start, like he was doing with Elian Norberth last season, and that's why we had to get more Isaac. But you think the Oilers would give us a first for Simmer, so when they win the draft lotto again, we can get a cap out, even though we win the. <laughs> I don't think any of that's happening. <laughs> Gotta get rid of the shooting opportunities just so the kid can have a long career. I think he'll 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 be fine with the workload, right? He's young. He's twenty. Uh, yeah, Gordon. I, I I don't dislike Gordon. I like Gordon. I like a lot of the stuff he he does. The the switching around the lineups early and often in the game to kind of throw the opponent off off keel. I, I like that. I mean it's not an earth-shattering thing, but I like it. He seems to know when to use his timeouts. He seems to know when to play a goalie or when he's playing a goalie too much. I feel like he's adjusted the lines pretty well. I like the things that Gordon does. Uh, and he changed the... Apparently, is the reason why the penalty kill is better. He hasn't done anything that I think has canceled him out for coaching the team next year, but it's just, it's just at the same time, I I feel... He feels like a just like an interim coach to me. And I think games like this don't necessarily help his case because they did lean on hard a lot. Uh, but uh, at the same time, there's there was a different demeanor to the team when the goalie making saves. I guess uh, they teams earlier this season would have eventually lost that game, even if the goalie did stand on his head in the first period. So for them to actually fight through getting pounded for the first. 30 minutes and to eventually grab a lead and then take it from there. I guess that does speak to Gordon's coaching a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Quinville is coming to Philly next season. I don't know. I don't, I want to count out, but I, I don't know. Um, Philip Weiss must be already trading principal since keeping him on the bench doesn't make sense except to avoid injury. Yeah, I think they're just uh, – I mean, if he was already traded in principle, I think he would already he would have already been traded, I guess, unless um, – because, I mean, if a team wants him – if a team came to Fletcher and, and said, if he's healthy by the trade deadline, we'll trade him, I don't think they would want Weiss out of game shape for the last next month. Like if you're just going to sit him out to the trade deadline, he's going to miss a lot of useful playing time either here or in the AHL. Uh, I think, I think they just put him on waivers, hoping somebody would just pick him up. And now that he wasn't claimed, he, they're going to try and just ship him out for literally anything. Uh, anything. Jordan Wheel just got traded for a six and a guy that I don't think actually plays hockey. So we'll see. We will probably get traded for like a 2021 20, seven or something though. Amax spoils <laughs> Amax spoils movies. <laughs> I can see that. Just Amax going into a whatever new fucking Avengers movie, just ruining the plot, just yelling at what's going on. Walking into people's homes, love know how Bird Box ends. Yeah, that seems like a very Andrew McDowell thing to do. He's the worst. Would a Simmons trade kill the team morale? 
and make them resume the tank. Huh. Again, no. I, I don't think so just because, uh, I mean, I, I, guess it, I, I guess a winning streak helps team morale. But, again, they didn't, didn't exactly dominate tonight. Uh, it was just Carter Hart standing on his head. So I think if you take Simmons away, I, I think the biggest way you help the tank again is to not play hard. But I think right now the best thing is to, to do is to trade Hart. I think when Hart first came up, there's a lot of push or a lot of talk of a Hart and like a Stellaris tandem next year or a Hart and Lion tandem. I was very against that at first. I think I'm kind of opening up to it, but it's still, I don't know. I I would, I still want another stopgap goalie in there. Uh, that is not 15 stopgap goalies the Flyers have tried for the last two years. Uh, an actual stopgap goalie, like a Cam Tappen, who would be a nice fit. A, a guy that could possibly be a starter somewhere else, but would have no problems coming here and being a reliable platoon guy, backup guy, a guy that will play 30 to 35 games. Enough that Carter Hart won't die, but it can actually provide you like a 9, 10, 9, 15 save percentage in 20 to, or 30 to 40 games. Uh, 11 new comments. Holy crap. Do you, uh... Hey, Mac will be a fly guy, bro. Fox. The Mike McShanna show. I'll be open to that. Um, I'm trying to see some of these other questions here. Yeah, Sam, I'm not going to repeat your comment about Patrick, the Patrick goal, but yeah, that Patrick goal is pretty. That's the thing with Patrick is, you know that, you know it's there. You know that the potential is there, the flair is there. He's a really quick skater, too, which I think is kind of understated about his game. Everybody talks about his vision and uh, the mental side of his game, but guy can fucking fly. And when he's not held down by, you know, core injuries, uh, he, he can be all over the place. And that, that move tonight on the second goal is absurd. I'm hoping uh, if it's a confidence thing, he has to do something before each game that helps his confidence. I don't know what the hell that would be. But he seems – he might be the player on the Flyers that is most impacted by confidence because uh, some – a lot of the nights you don't know he's there. And I've made fun of him all year about not playing in games. But can't really fucking make fun of him right now. He had two monster games this week. He had two of the best Flyers goals this season. And the one on, on Monday, I don't, I don't know if he had to go between the legs. But confidence, and it was it was pretty flashy. Joe Cush, Hart Laner. Yeah, I would. I put out an article before the season about Robin Laner. He he's looked pretty good this season. I I wanted the Flyers to throw some money at him in this offseason. I would be about Robin Laner coming here next year. That is like the ideal guy to pair with Carter Hart. There are other guys uh, like Ryan Miller's another good option still, but I don't think he's leaving the West Coast because of his fiance slash wife slash uh, significant other is an actress and wants to stay out there. But, but, yeah, along those lines, like Elena uh, Miller, um, the guy, uh, Cam Talbot. Uh, Patrick was held down by the anchor name Pat. I mean, maybe. Ha- but Patrick looked really good the second half of last season, too. Uh, but last year, his first 
the first half of the season made sense why he wasn't producing and doing well. He just wasn't playing well. He was transitioning from the WHL, and he had all the problems with uh, with his hip, the sports hernia, or the hip, or you know, whatever he had last year. And then he had to kind of get back in the game speed on the fly, which is not an easy thing to do. And he had terrible possession numbers, and he wasn't producing points. And then so, something clicked around this time last year, and he started lighting the world on fire. And that's why... That's why I think a lot of people were upset with them, and I was bummed out with them because this offseason was supposed to be the first time in a while he's coming into the season healthy. Already had the NHL games under his belt. I thought he was just going to start mowing people down, and I thought he was going to be a big part of this offense. Uh, turns out he was not. Let me get some more comments here. Uh, Blues for Hughes. There we go. Amax Adam Post gave me loves Bill Matt's mullet. <laughs> Bill has more like a man bun going on right now, doesn't he? It's not really like a mullet. From the I haven't seen Bill in a minute, but the uh, the last couple of post-game reactions I've seen, it looks like he has the man bun going on. So he's got a lot of hair, which is good for him because some of us on the website are already losing it. Um, me, not anybody else. 943 save percentage tonight for Carter Hart, yeah. Uh, he, um, of course it goes down, the advanced stats website, but I would love to see what is. His high danger save percentage was tonight. I mean, I, there were a couple of uh, cross-ice uh, cross passes and shots that, that Hart just shut down. And uh, he shut down the Hudon wraparound attempt early. Uh, Thomas Tatar had a point-blank shot from the slot that he shut down early. Yeah, I put down some of the chances. But he, he, was, he was all over the place. I mean, you really don't... Um, yeah, Michael should put uh, former flyer grade. Flyer folklore. Uh, he just was. He's the reason why they won tonight, and he's the reason why they won on Wednesday. And I think an argument can be made. He's the reason why they won against the Wild too. I mean, the Wild and the Bruins—they both went down 2-0 early, but it was the same thing where the it, it felt like the other team was getting the upper hand early, and he had to survive an onslaught for the first few minutes of the game, and he did that tonight. He just didn't allow a goal against. So. Um, no, the team is not killing Bill. Uh, I think he had a, I think there's a schedule mishap to that. Don't worry, but Bill will be back on, uh, when they play the Jets in a week and a half. So he'll be back. Uh, he, he isn't, he missed last Saturday too. He did the, he did the other three games this week or two games this week, didn't he? He's not missing time. <laughs> uh, Zach, I just don't want 2013 again where they won like 6-8 to eight to end the year and blew themselves from like the 7th pick Nurse versus the line into the 11th Marin. Yeah, I Again, there's still a lot of time for that We're, we're talking about January here 2013 was a shortened season I, I remember what you're talking about where they called up fucking like Matt Conan and guys like that and they and Oliver Lordson and then they're like, hey, let's beat some teams when we're already mathematically eliminated and fuck up our pick. I get that. I am 
the the one guy who'll probably argue against that the most. But again, it's middle of Jan. Yeah, it's middle of January. So who? It, it's fine to have games like this because uh, it's not gonna. It shouldn't cost you down the stretch. So they'll keep losing games. Like that, that's what I'm trying to say. Is these these last two games are a perfect example of. It'll be nice to see Cardhart keep them in games and win them some games. You're not going to fucking win all the games. You only have one shot in the first 22-46. That's a terrible. That's not going to continue. So I'm I'm not too. I'm not worried about that yet. Maybe they hit like some kind of weird PDO spike in February, and then they start riding off wins. Then I'll get a little concerned. But right now, man, this this season has been pretty listless. It's nice to get some wins. It's nice for there to actually be a positive to take out of this season. Uh, I don't know. Like, seeing Carter Hart play well is fine. He'll win you some games, but I don't think it's going to be the end-all, be-all when it comes to sinking the, the hopes of getting a, a Hughes. Carter Hart and Nolan Patrick's resurgence equals how many new coaching candidates? You know, that's a good question. I, I can't give you an, an answer numerically, but having a goalie, I think is a pretty big driving factor for a lot of coaches out there. And, and maybe that gets one of the big fish they couldn't find after they fired Hackstall. Not saying Quinn bill, but maybe one of the other big names out there that likes, if there's a coach that loves to play defensive system, having a goalie, a difference between having a goalie and a young uh, up and coming goalie and having a, a carousel of goalies where you play every available tweener and NHL, AHL goalie out there. Uh, I think that is a difference. So maybe, maybe this summer more coaches come out of the woodwork for availability and the Flyers able to get one. Uh, also Carhartt's first road win tonight. I don't know if I put that in there. What other, what other notes did I get here? Uh, this week I was talking about has been kind of getting chances, but then gets, like just misses, and of course he hit the post tonight. Two minutes in. Um, yeah. Also, I think another point, I guess, something that would help their argument that has and Hart kind of had the team compose a little more was after Patrick scored that ridiculous goal to make it three to uh, three nothing. Domi scored thirty five seconds later, thirty one, thirty one seconds later. And uh, the team didn't go a few minutes later. Um, so I, I think the, the composure in that and maybe the composure behind the bench has kind of helped ride the ship for this team a little bit, maybe. Uh, Steve, why, can they, why can't they pull a Mike Richards and terminate his contract for drugs? Uh, I mean, they, I, I, that's a great question. I really don't know. Uh, I was going to say... I wonder, because that loophole in the Richards contract, the Kings are still paying it off, but Richards still would have been under contract for a while. Latera's only got one more year. Maybe they're just saying, fuck it and let, just going to let it ride out for the next three months now, and then they'll just let him walk. But it it's just insane how much he's had going, going uh, against him off the ice for a guy who's not good on the ice, and they're just like, they're okay with it. And they're waving other guys so he get playing time. I, it just don't make, doesn't make sense. Um, 
had to ruin the night with a Sam mention. LOL, he's never going to play a role in this. Uh, what, Sam Marin? He was talking about Sam Marin. I think he'll, I think Sam Marin will eventually play uh, with the Flyers. How's Quimbo going to eat cheese sticks with that soup strainer on his lip? All that hair and cheese. Rick, thank you for calling it a soup strainer. He'll figure it out. I mean, he's doing shots in the Bears parking lot. He'll figure out a way to eat a cheese stick. Also, you can just get it. You can't get a cheesesteak without cheese. I'm sorry. I don't really know why I mentioned that, but he'll, he'll figure something out. <laughs> I'm just seeing. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but. <laughs> well, okay, so Quinville's out there. Uh, I don't know if Dave Tibbet still wants to coach. He's out there. He would be a guy that would probably appreciate a, a strong goalie in that. I mean, he had defensive systems work with Chris Galloff, so. If you have an actual goalie, they would probably do pretty well. Um, I think Jack Capuano is still out there. I don't want any piece of that. Andrew Wilder Marin will be a very good third pair, be a first very good third pair guy. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. I, that's the thing with Marin is. I really, I really don't care about all the Marin talk I get. Like, there seems he seems to be the most polarizing prospect. I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I get he was drafted very, very high. Expectations are very high. For some reason, people have always linked him to being the next pronger or whatever, and that's that's great. You watch him play, you know what his skill set is. Realistically, you know he's not going to be that guy. Doesn't mean he can't be a, a nice third pairing option that actually is beneficial on the penalty kill. If he comes in, has good possession numbers, plays third-pairing minutes with fucking Freeman or Myers or whoever is going to be a decent third-pairing option, and they keep the puck in the offensive zone, and he can actually help maybe make this a league-average to above-league-average penalty kill, that, that's worth it to me. That That is taking years. Maybe you want something more of a first-round pick. I mean, you obviously would. But... Everything, everything with the draft is a crapshoot. Every single draft pick is a crapshoot unless you get the first pick every single year. And even then, it's not a guarantee. So if you get – if any of your prospects pan out, it's a good thing. That's why you need to just get as many draft picks as you can and just kind of work on improving their skill sets. So eventually some of them hit. Eventually you'll get a Limblom. It was a fifth-round pick who couldn't skate. And now he's in your top six. Uh, you know, if your first round pick is a guy that is a bigger guy considered, but ends up making a roster and being a, a staple in the top, uh, an everyday defenseman for you for a few seasons, then that, that's fine to me. Uh, doesn't matter where he was drafted, he's a 90s throwback. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big thing why I'm not excited about Marin either is because everybody keeps talking about his physicality. But I, he, the few games he came up in 2016-17, he had it looked like he had angel speed. It looked like he was not getting blown away from people. I think he chased down Taylor Hall in a breakaway in that game, if I remember correctly. So he's got, if he's got that speed paired with his ability to clear out the crease and can actually get in passing lanes and block shots on the penalty kill, whatever, that's that's fine to me. Will the Phantoms ever get called up or will Fletch just wait for them all to get injured? Been waiting for like two months on Myers and he's still playing great. I don't know why Myers hasn't been called up, honestly. 
That I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll see it after the deadline. Maybe one of the defensemen will get moved. Gudis, hopefully, McDonald. Maybe somebody gets moved. But, yeah, why Myers isn't up is confusing. Why NAK wasn't up before the injury confused me, especially after the lease uh, move. Uh, Andre, uh, David Kasha has looked decent down there. I was hoping he would get called. But I know off got hurt, even though he's playing pretty well. There are guys to call up. I believe Connor Boneman's on fire right now, too, so... Uh, all right, Craig, who gets the 30 goals for his TK or Patrick? <laughs> I mean, at this rate, if the pace of this last week continues, Patrick's going to have 30 goals in no time. I'm going to say TK, though. Uh, Oscar Lindblom is going to be a stud because uh, DK that. Yeah. No, Oscar Lindblom is going to be a monster in this league. Uh, I think... I think that was one of the things that annoyed me with the season the most was team looks like shit. They go out on the West Coast. Limblom and Patrick have uh, phenomenal games. They were the only line that produced some nights. They had some monster nights. They looked great at uh, point production and um, possession numbers. And then they come home from that trip. Uh, three games that they play, they are still producing chances and hitting posts. They just don't score. And then Haxtell was like, that's enough. And breaks them up. Limblom goes on the fourth line forever. They... And then he just never recovers. And I, I don't think Patrick really recovered from that trip either. So I, the giving up on that duo so early on, but it's just frustrating that it seems to have hurt the so much. And it seems like, I feel like they're coming back. Limbaugh had a good goal on Wednesday and Patrick's been on fire this week. Letera is going to be the first to 30 goals, but only in his Coke-fueled mind. I mean, at this point, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Uh, funny to think that Mike Vecchione even got jumped by... I don't know what happened to Mike Vecchione. I really don't. Uh, I mean, those college prospects always get pretty well hyped up, but he was the guy that offseason, and now he seemingly can't get out of the AHL. It is kind of insane. Because even, like, Jimmy VC is, you know, not the the greatest player out there, and Drake Adrilla isn't the greatest player out there, but these guys are still, you know, pretty productive at the NHL level. They are guys you would like to have on your team at the NHL level. Vecchioni can't beat out guys. On the bottom line, for some reason, uh, I'm a. I don't know what this is replying to, but I'm a Torinsky guy. I like Torinsky too. I wasn't a big fan of Torinsky when they drafted him, but he had a pretty good camp last season. He had, and then obviously this year had a really, really good camp. He had a slow start in the AHL, but I am. I'm a fan of uh, Carson Torrance. I feel like he's the perfect kind of guy you want on the fourth line. He's a big physical guy that can get to the net and piss off people, but he also has pretty decent hands. Uh, Okay, guys. I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for your questions. I'm glad I finally did this after a win. The questions are pretty big to this because it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, we all watch the game. We all have a general idea of what's going on, but I like the answer what do you guys have on your mind and kind of go from there. So thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to me. Bill should be back 
on Monday, the following Monday, and he'll do most of these for the rest of the season, as you guys know. But uh, I might have a few more, so hopefully they, uh, hopefully Carter Hart pulls a few more uh, wins out of nowhere, and uh, we can do this after a couple wins. So, all right, guys, I will talk to you later. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the scheme and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Baseball. Truly, it is awful. I'm Phillies writer Justin Clue. Join me every week, along with John Stolnes, Liz Rocher, and Dr. Trevor Strunk, as we discuss all the ways the Phillies have hurt us on our podcast, Hidden Season, as well as historical anecdotes and raw, emotional ramblings on our other shows, Continued Success and The Dirty Inning. Subscribe to The Good Fight, and you'll get conversations with insiders, analysis of breaking news, and stats, stats, stats. Together, we'll survive whatever baseball can throw at us. 